Welcome back to the Heart Eight Club. This is your host Colleen. In this episode, I'm sick, and I chat with my co-host Pauline, who is also sick. She amassed 60k followers on Instagram through her relatable, candid content on parental trauma and now lifestyle videos. We talk about if healing means reconciliation, what it's like to have a following, her journey to rebranding, and overall her current relationship with her parents. If you're curious to see what types of content Pauline used to post, this is actually the first episode that will have a video component to it on YouTube, so you can find a less edited version there. So I'm really excited to have Pauline here today. So Polly and Colleen. So for context, I reach out to you because um, when I was going through a pretty rough time, I found I came across like your videos on TikTok and it was very relatable because you would do like seven to 10 second videos on uh, specific topics on the trauma you went through with your parents. And I found that you gained a lot of following from that. I also watched your YouTube video like a while back and found everything you were saying really relatable. So I decided to reach out because Pauline also posted this reel recently. I don't know how recent it was. Do you know when that was? Wait, about three weeks, actually, like a month, a month or two. Yeah, a month or two ago, I came across this reel um, that Pauline posted and it was about how she wants to evolve and rebrand and wants to move on from the the old content she's posting versus now. So um, that's just context. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to do like a quick introduction? Yeah, so hi, I'm Pauline Tran. I am in my early 20s. I'm currently in San Francisco. And honestly, like social media was never really my thing. Like I I never thought I would be like a person with like 40,000 followers or even 50,000 followers. But, you know, pandemic, it's pretty unpredictable. So that's how I made videos because... Honestly, I was really against TikTok. I was really against making videos, but I had an ex-boyfriend of mine. He's a really sweet person. We're still really on good terms. He encouraged me to do TikToks. He even helped me film. And that's how I got the setup for like just doing social media. And now I can't imagine life without social media. I want to pursue something in social media now. When, I was wondering, when you started your TikTok or Instagram, whichever you started first, was it always with the intention that your ex, for example, did he encourage you to talk about your family or just social media in general? No, it was more of like, I posted whatever I wanted, to, whatever I was feeling. That's the fun part about social media was like, as long as you're not hurting anyone or spreading really negative message, you can spread your true message or like whatever you wanted to talk about. So if I was feeling silly and goofy that day, I would post something funny. But if I was feeling, you know, confident and sexy, I would post something confident and sexy. Or, like, if I was feeling like I want to talk about my dad, and I would talk about my dad. It was kind of like a like a digital diary to me, in a way, mm-hmm. without writing it down. But I had an audience. And I had no intention of, like, going viral. Like, what was it really like posting in the beginning? Like, did your friends... Did your friends think it was oversharing? Did you think it was oversharing? Did your followers think it was oversharing? Like, what was that like? Honestly, my friends really did say shit. They just, like, my close, close friends, they know what I really went through. So, like, it was kind of normal for them. It was just more strangers, like, are you okay? <laughs> strangers were really more concerned. They were like, <laughs> are you okay, girl? You've been posting a lot of negative content. Mm. So was it like the the content that the family content and the trauma content was sticking more um and then you kind of went down that path or you still you like what did you notice in a pattern 
I think I saw someone complain about their mom and dad, and then I was like, oh my god. Well, not really complain, but they made a video about it, expressing their feelings. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my god, I can relate. I should do this, because I have so much to talk about my mom and dad, you know? Honestly, like, seeing other people do it allowed me to do it, too, and I think that's why, like, people like my page so much because they're allowed to come in the comment section and be like oh my god like yeah I also experienced this I also experienced that and you know that's how my videos do so well too like I don't I didn't really think about like um strategy wise I just post what was really my experience and I didn't realize like everyone had kind of like a universal experience to the same thing yeah, I think the the brutal honesty and the the candor really stuck with people. I think that's also why I tuned in. People don't usually post a hundred percent honesty and really savage things like that, and the seeing that was very refreshing. I think. Oh, girl, I'm not the same person anymore. <laughs> On YouTube, though, when you talked about like that video I watched um, a while ago about how I moved out. On the comment section, I noticed that a lot of people were commenting, hey, thank you so much, like, I really needed this, or, like, this gave me the confidence or, like, the first step to, like, want to move out and things like that. So I I think you've really helped a lot of people, even if you didn't intend to in the beginning. So you should be proud of that, even though that's old content. (laughs) Well, I'm proud of the YouTube video, because that one was unhinged or toxic, like, like, me still in my victim mindset you know, I think I'm really proud of that one. That one was more of, like, mm-hmm. my more respectful, but also really true feeling. Like, I have a lot of respect mm-hmm. for my aunt. It was a lot of growth between us and our relationship. I literally just hung out with her, like, yesterday. For people who don't know you or this podcast even, what was the, just briefly, like, what is your relationship with your parents? What was? What is? Oh, girl, I'll try my best. Okay. I don't know how brief it could be. Okay, so me and my dad, we I used to be a daddy's girl. That's before I grew up and, you know, learned other things and, like, had experience firsthand. Me and my mom, it was always been, like, a struggle. I, I would say she was pretty young when she had me. She had me when, I, when she was 24. I'm 23, you know? Oh, I'm 24. <laughs> See, like, yeah, I still think we're really young, you know? And... She was from Vietnam, and my dad was from the States. She had no friends when she moved here, so she really struggled with her identity, substance abuse, um, gambling addiction, all this other stuff. And then he wasn't really the one to straighten her out, help her out, deal with, like, postpartum, um, or, like, just help her deal with living in a whole new country without friends or family, you know? And now I don't blame her, but when I was young, it was just really hard to, like, talk to her, communicate with her. She, every time she looks at me, she sees my dad, you know, because I look like my dad. I lived with her for a little bit, but it would never be too long because we just couldn't stand to be in the same room as each other. But with my dad, he just never wanted to stay home either because he was, I don't know what he was. He was, like, a hippie at heart or something. He thought he was still 20-something. Mm-hmm. He was just always a free soul that disregarded his responsibilities. And that really affected him a lot. Uh, and, you know, 
just our older generation, they have really a lot of unhealed trauma and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to admit that there's a problem. So it's like hard to keep a relationship with them. But now when I moved away for middle school, when I was 13, I cut both my mom and dad off Mm -hmm. and I stopped talking to my mom and I haven't spoken to her since. It's been 10 years. I have not spoken to her since. She's reached out to me on like Facebook and stuff, try to call me on Facebook Messenger, but I don't pick up. For me, I just don't like to take steps back. I can forgive her and I can move on, but I'm not going to allow you to come back in Mm -hmm. because I just know that she hasn't done the work herself and healed by the way she's messaging me. I don't hate either of my parents. Like I've grown to have a really... They're in my heart and I will love them. But the thing is, like, if I let them back into my life, I feel like I would still let them treat me the way they used to treat me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would undo a lot of the hard work I've done because they haven't healed themselves. So I would receive their energy. Yes. I wanted to talk about, like, having an adult figure that you trust and the importance of that. Um would you still, would you say this is the San Jose aunt then? Yeah, that 100%. Yeah. She was a single mom. She had three girls and she raised them all by herself. She worked three jobs. It was really generous of her to, to still take me in after like raising three daughters by herself. And by the time she took me in, they were like high school, college already. They're like older than me. She did have to do that, not gonna lie, but she, she said like she loved me she like knew my story she knew my parents and she was like no this girl gets a good chance at life and I'm gonna give it to her we did struggle during my teenage years because I don't know if you remember your teenage years you were like going through it and like your parents were going through it you know it was rough for everyone but being you know the humans that we are we only see our side of the story so we were both going through it, but we didn't communicate with each other about it. You know, I thought she was crazy, like super strict and stuff like that. And, but she's not, honestly, as an adult now, like her rules make sense. Like I really respect a lot of her rules now. And honestly, like if she wasn't that strict on me, I wouldn't have like <laughs> be the person who I am today. So she was a single mom. She took both the role of the dad and the mom. And she made sure that, like, we had Mm -hmm. good childhood memories. Like, Christmas is my favorite holidays because, like, favorite holiday because, like, she would make everything big. We would all dress up, take pictures. There's There would be so many presents, even though we didn't have money for it. You know, my dad wouldn't send her money to take care of me. She would take her, her own money to take care of me. Yeah, that's really sweet. I feel like growing up, like, because I didn't get along with both my parents, I seeked a lot of these adult trusted relationships with teachers that in high school that were very kind, like actually great teachers. And I don't think they even knew at that time that I was going through that in high school. But I did learn in psych, like I did psych in school that like a trusted adult figure is super important for a kid. It doesn't have to be a mom or dad. Yeah, that's really a sweet story. And I'm glad that you guys still have a great relationship and still see each other. I wanted to circle back on more like the social media part. So, so this happened and you started posting online. Now you posted about how you want to rebrand and evolve. First of all, it must be difficult because I feel like for anyone that is used to a certain mindset for a long time, it's super hard to 
kind of leave your old identity behind and find a new one. Um, and you having a following on this must be even harder because, you know, you might think people are going to unfollow and things like that. So what inspired you? What was the turning point for you to rebrand? And yeah, let's talk about that. Just growing. Like, I, I don't know, like when you hit 23, 24, like something your brain kind of changed, you know, like. Like, I, like, was, like, oh, my God, like, I'm just, just, like, not who I am anymore. Like, I used to be, like, more unhinged, more wild. I used to wear heavier makeup, you know, just part of growing made me change, you know. Honestly, I just didn't like the content I was posting anymore because I started to get sick of myself. I posted all that, and it made me release a lot of the negative emotions. Mm -hmm. But now, to a certain point, I was, like, if I keep posting this when I'm not even feeling those emotions anymore, mm. what does that say about me? You know, like, am I just doing it for attention at this point? Or am I still venting or, like, or expressing my feelings? It's like, it's not great for moving on, I feel. Yeah, and I'm trying to move on. A side plug, I did see that a lot of content you posted were, like, people telling me to reconnect with my parents or people telling me this and who like that. What was that experience like? Like you got validation from the internet, but also you got a lot of nosy people trying to tell you what to do. Yeah. So I did not like that. Like for me, forgiveness doesn't mean you have to reconnect with the people that did you wrong. Like, I don't know who got in the, caught their head. I'm really curious for my listeners, if you are listening on Spotify, please vote on the poll below. Have you ever had a reconciliation go really successfully? Yes, some forgiveness story is amazing. Some. Just because one person posts something positive once doesn't mean that like it's going to pos- be positive every time. And you don't know that person's parents. Like, you haven't had a recent interaction with them. You don't know if those parents have changed. And yes, I know my parents have been through trauma. They've been hurt. And I I know that. I acknowledge that in my videos. I, I said, yeah, I know they're hurt people. That's why I feel bad for them. Because they're not willing to get the help they need. Honestly, when they tell me that, I'm more of like, do you know me? Like, do you know my story? Just because I post sec- seven to ten seconds does it mean like it's 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 a lot of nuance like trauma relationships friendships life is a lot of nuance it's it's complex so you can't just tell me oh you have to forgive them and reconnect with reconnect with them how like in what way do you want me to reconnect with them because there's different ways I reconnect with dad by saying hi but what like do you want them to be integrated back into my life that's a no-no because they're not ready to be integrated to my new life. I'm on a different path. They're still on their same path. And why would I go back to pain when I'm in a really good place right now? And just because they think, like, I live without my parents, that I'm in pain. No, like, I've worked on myself. I've done therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with the life I am now. When I was with them, I was in pain, you know? So if I invite them back in, am I not inviting the pain back in? yeah okay that's really deep actually i will think about that yeah because you i know they have not healed Mm -hmm. so i'm not ready to bring back i'm not gonna bring people that are unhealed into my life right and it's not their fault it's not my fault it's just me protecting me yeah it's no one's fault Mm -hmm. at all 
it's just generational curses and it's gonna end with me though and I may seem like the heartless person but my the future after me is gonna be like living a better life Mm -hmm. because of me love that you know what inspired you to move on and evolve your content yeah so I was getting really sick of myself but also I've done a lot of healing and I was just like oh like this is not what I resonate with anymore I'm not the same person who expressed my feelings like this anymore I want to talk it out so that's why I created my podcast I want to talk it out I I want to express the nuances in my story I want to talk about other things besides like I'm more than just my trauma like that's what I also realized too because my page has come to the point where yes I've had a lot of people hit me up and like you're helping me you're helping me getting through this asking me for advice and I help them out but at some point I don't want that to be my whole identity Mm. at that point I felt like my trauma was becoming my identity yeah and I didn't want that my trauma will always be a part of my story, a part of who I am and made me who I am, but it's not about who I am now, you know, like it's not my whole identity. Also went through healing, so I was like feeling very guilty talking about my parents like that. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So many of the guests I've reached out to have told me some turned it down and one of the top reasons is that they don't want to be speaking badly about their parents but a lot of people say you know I don't want to talk to my parents talk about them like that it's almost like shit talking so what do you think the balance between shit talking sharing your story victim mindset and like actually validating your own feelings is like what do you think that balance is oh girl um for a while, it, for me, it was a blurred line when I was, like, posting because I was, like, shit-talking, too. <laughs> but you're allowed to be angry, though. Your feelings are valid. Like, I'm not saying all feelings are good, but you should feel those feelings so then you don't become, like, a bomb explode later and you harm yourself by holding all these feelings within, you know? Like, I think I got through it pretty easy or, like, by just being angry online. Hmm. Being angry online. And I knew my parents weren't going to watch it. So I was allowed, like, an outlet to just be angry. But then once I'm done being angry, that led to my rebranding. Like, I'm calm. I'm at peace with myself now. I'm no longer angry. I got it out of my system. It's a really blurred line. I do understand that. But I also don't think you should ignore your feelings. Like, if you want to say something, say it, you know? Yeah. Unless you're lying, then that's different. But unless it's true and that's your truth, say it. Mm-hmm. Even regardless, no one was watching, I still did it. It just happened to have an audience because of the algorithm or whatever. People relate it and they share it. Like, we feel bad as children. Like, yeah, our parents do sacrifice a lot. And I do have to admit, like, that is true, that they carried on the generational curse and, like, their parents made them have kids and then you now carry the burden of the trauma now and it just kept on going. But put your foot down and just say, like, hey, I know you're mad too. Like, like if you could talk to your parents like that, I know you're mad too. Like, 
you didn't like the parents the way your parents treat you. I don't like the way you treated me because you're you're marrying your parents. I'm I'm gonna tell you how I feel. You don't have to go on social media and say it, but I did because I'm not gonna talk to my parents like that or ever. <laughs> Being angry is valid, and I don't think you should ignore that. So when you d- made the decision to evolve your content, were there any fears and hesitations? Oh my god so many fears i was like i actually care about social media now like it's something i'm passionate about but how are they gonna take it when i Mm rebrand i was like oh my god i'm gonna lose followers but then i'm also like just do what you love and people will show up Mm -hmm. that's what i know like just being authentically you and just keep doing you and keep doing what you think is best for you it might take a long time, but people will show up. People showed up for when I was going through my angry phase. People will show up for when I'm going through my happy times. Yeah. A lot of people did support the video and they left me a lot of positive comments and I'm really happy. And yeah, slowly I don't really post about my mom and dad anymore. Cool. What does healing look like to you? I really liked how you mentioned you don't have to reconciliate with someone or have them back in your life to fully heal. What does it look like to you now? I went through a phase where I was like, oh my God, like me and my parents are going to make up and it's going to be like one of those white people movies where, you know, they apologize to each other. When I was younger, like fantasized about that conciliation moment. But now that I'm older, like you said, 23, 24, you realize that you don't First of all, that could be really unrealistic and that's not very healthy. But second of all, it's not really needed. So what what are your thoughts? Healing before, okay, not gonna lie, I do admit that like when I was posting all that videos, I think, well, I know I was in the victim mindset because I was angry. But healing for me is just being at peace. It's not really happiness. It's not like cheesy all the time for me. It's just, I could just sit there and just peaceful. Like everything's peaceful. Like people have this misconception that like you have to be like happiness is like a lot of smiling, a lot of adrenaline. No, happiness is just being able to just live normal life in peace. No drama, lava, like no nothing. Like just peace and I think like for me when I knew I was like healing was when I was like I think I could talk to my dad like I think I can hold a co- longer conversation I was like oh my mom maybe not because like I haven't talked to her in 10 years so I don't know but yeah maybe me and my dad like won't take up as the role of like the father and daughter but maybe like we could be, like, friends. Whatever he says will roll off of me, if he, even if he, like, his unhealed self comes out. Because that's for me is healing. It's, like, just letting it go. Like, let it go. A recent hurt that I've been through was, like, a friendship breakup recently. And I'm still healing from that, actually. I'm very still, like, that's the, that's how I know, like, when I talk about them, I don't feel at peace. It means I'm not healed yet. So for me, if I can talk about someone and I can, like, feel like let it go that I'm at peace and I'm healed I 
usually like to end these podcasts with like a note. I don't know if you saw in the text slash email, but it's like a note you have or a question you have either for your your younger self or for the person you chose to talk about today. And in this case, you you focus more on like your relationship with your dad or your parents. I think for me, for my younger self, make a scene. Be angry. Like, make a scene. Let people know your feelings. Because I think my younger self had a problem with, like, just holding everything in until I exploded. So just say it as it is. Don't be afraid to say it. I love that. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so happy and appreciative that you agreed to do this no thank you for reaching out to me this is so fun yeah i learned a lot about you um and i would definitely hit you up when i'm in the bay we can get boba i'll buy you boba sorry i sound sick i'm sick too but i didn't (laughs) want to cancel or anything and thank you for like being on this podcast even though you're kind of sick i had fun it was something i've always wanted to do anyways and I'm, i'm gonna listen to your podcast after this as well um and you can plug your podcast whatever name it is mine is not as good as hers so I don't edit mine. The point of my podcast is like we don't edit the convo. It's called What's Poppin'. So what's a P-A-U-P-P-I-N. So that was a very enlightening episode. You can really tell that Pauline has done a lot of growth, a lot of reflection, and has moved on from her old content. If you're curious to see all the links and different references, you can find it on our Instagram at the Heart 8 Club with dots in between. I will also be posting this episode, a more unedited, raw version of it with more visuals on YouTube, so you can check it out there. Everything else you can find on my Instagram, and please vote on this Spotify link. There are some questions and polls. Thank you!